The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And, uh, man, just, just keep coming with the great guests. You know, I got to really thank you. Uh, Young man that I played with, I'm telling all the dude called Phil Wright. I had a son on that Scooby Wright, but Phil was able to introduce you to um, these, these these guys. That man, like you say, the, the football um, thing is like a family. No matter what team you play for, you know. And I had a fortune to um, call this gentleman my next guest. Uh, I know he got tired of me calling him, you know, but he always took my calls and um, just to get to talk to him and. Um, Get to learn a lot about him and then learn about, you know, some stuff that I didn't know and some things that um, he could teach me and teach me about the show and how to do it. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, let me know what I can do better and all like that, you know. And he's like, hey, you know. I like to introduce my guest, you know, former NFL player, um, Donnie Salem. You there, Donnie? Yeah, what's going on, James? Oh, good to have you on. Good to have you on. Yes, sir. Sir. Like, you know, like you know, tell the listeners out there, you know, um, where you from, you know, what college you played at, what team, and you know a little bit about yourself, D. Yes, sir. I uh, I I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, uh, came out, went to a JUCO route like you did, uh, Mesa Community College, and then uh, then went to the uh, walked on to the University of Arizona. Uh, uh, Ended up uh, leading the team in tackles in 1989 and got drafted to the Falcons in 1990 and uh, got paid for the four years there, but uh, had kind of an injury-riddled uh, pro career, so I, I'm, I'm actually a little more uh, excited about my college days just because I achieved so much that everyone thought I couldn't do. Uh, I was a walk-on and... and uh, and uh, just had to fight, you know, all the way to the top, kind of, you know, just battle and fight and beat out a bunch of guys that were supposed to be all Americans in front of me. And and uh, my senior year, I ended up starting nine games and uh, and had 128 tackles in nine games. And and then, like I said, got drafted to the Falcons. Went out there with Jerry Glanville uh, his first year in 1990, and got the honor of playing with a bunch of. Uh, a couple of Hall of Famers and Deion Sanders and, and Ray in the streets with Brett Farr for a couple of years. A lot of people don't know Brett was drafted to the Falcons and uh, uh, played one year, but only threw three passes. And uh, they traded him and Deion in the same year. So two two first ballot Hall of Famers that they shipped out of town. And so, but, uh, you know, I'm always heavily involved with football to this day. I'm good friends with the Gronkowskis, with Nick Foles, with Lance Briggs. Scooby right now. Uh, a lot of a lot of Wildcats that are they're great pros are going to be great pros. So uh, I heard your interview with Scooby the other day. Scooby doesn't say a whole lot, but that's his personality. He's 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 one of the best football players I've ever laid my eyes on. And uh, you know, for a guy, he was similar to me. He did get recruited, but by only by one school, and now he's a the, one of the best players in America. Uh, that uh, he's a pleasure to watch. And, same thing with Gronkowski. Uh, Gronk had a lot of offers, but just uh, one of the greatest ever, and uh, it's fun to, fun to be a part of it. So I'm still heavily involved in football. Kind of a kind of a crazy man about U of A and football in general, just because it did so much for me in my life. Uh, you know, got me an education, uh, got me uh, to where I'm today. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't have near what I have without the, the 
overcome the adversity and, and fight in the way I had to fight to uh, to get on the even to get on the field, much less to uh, to uh, you know go go to the level that I did. So. Well, um, Danny Hatt, man, I want to. I want to. First half hour, I want to talk about you because it's amazing. Now, just talk to you. But first, I got to put this on record. Now, when I do my football camp out here in Chicago, every I do a camp free for other people kids. I want you there to speak because what you taught is it's, it's, it's amazing. So, you say you'll come, right? Yeah, I'll come. <laughs> you got to give me the dates, and uh, we'll get it all set up. I'll, I'll right. come out there. But, but I want to talk to you because I, I was talking to you and you was talking to you, um, I think it was a couple of nights ago, and it just running through my head of a, a movie that came out. But um, tell a lot of listeners about, you know, they don't understand that how you weren't even, like, you got to walk on. You know, I was Wyoming on scholarship. But I had to go to a JUCO and I had to pay my way to school, you know, but they don't understand that. Tell a listener about that. You walked on to a university and and how you had to fight and what it took you, because you were the draft pick. Um, I talked the other day, I was like, man, I don't care if you was 999, you was a draft pick. That's amazing because in the world, only 2% make it to the NFL. And to be a draft pick, that's amazing. But start off with that, with being, you know, from the Duco, because, uh, you know, like me, you talk, I said, everybody didn't want me, I said I wasn't going to make it, you know. But talk about that real yeah, well, I, I came from, uh, at the time, a powerhouse school in Colorado Springs, which was Mitchell High School, uh, and uh, they did won three championships in the 70s and one in the 80s, and uh, we had 16 guys go Division One off my team uh, that were either juniors or seniors, and, you know, I asked the coach to help me uh, go to Mesa Community College, and uh and he basically told me, he said, you sure you want to do that? That's for Division One athletes. And I said, yeah, I think I can do it. You know, even though I had a high school, I, the, only call, the only school to call me, I didn't get any mail, and the only school to call me was Western State in Gunnison, Colorado, wanting me to walk on. And I knew I was good enough, but, you know, my coaches, and, and I didn't really have the grades, you know, uh, to, to, to which I, uh, I went to. Mesa Community College, and uh, I battled there. I, I came in and beat out a guy who the previous year was honorable mention All-American, and I, I was strong safety at the time, and uh, I came in and, you know, I, I visited Mesa during wrestling season my senior in high school, and I was only about 160 pounds, so I don't think they even cared that I came back. I was a little guy, and uh, and uh, then I showed up about 195 pounds, and I just had to fight my way through everything. I started two years at Mesa, and then really I, I, I still didn't have any offers out of Mesa. Even uh, Portland State offered me to walk on. I ended up going up there for one quarter, and I went from seventh on the depth chart to first in one practice. But they were looking; to, they were going to cancel their program. So I transferred out. I said, "Shoot, if I got to pay for my own way, I'm going to go to a D1 school." And uh, my dad lived in Tucson, so I went to, to to U of A, and I loved U of A. I came actually came to Arizona. I, I wanted to go to ASU because I had a high school friend that went there on scholarship. And, you know, I wanted to come to the Sun and all that. And uh, ended up sitting in John Cooper's office after Mesa. I wanted to walk on to ASU, and uh, he kept telling me, "Get with me, get with me." And long story made short, he was negotiating with Ohio State. He could care less about some guy wanting to walk on to ASU when he was he was leaving town. <laughs> so Chuck Cecil Anderson, I ended up going to the U of A ASU game that year in eighty six or eighty six or eighty seven and uh and uh, Cecil intercepted the ball and uh, from that day forward I was like, Man, if I'm going D one I'm going to U of A I got to U of A and I didn't have the high school grades. Just I, I just I just didn't pay attention in high school. And uh, early my junior and senior I did, and I was on the honor roll once I started trying. But I was a real poor kid and didn't know how important school was. And uh, I know it very well now. But uh, so I, wore, I went into the coach's office, wanted to walk on, didn't have the grades, so I ended up uh, having to sit out my redshirt year to get the grades, and I did that. And I think I was telling this story the other day, Coach Tomey, who's still a great dear friend of mine to this day, he does immense things for so many people. He's, a, he's one of the greatest men I've ever known. And uh, and done so much for me and my family, because I got a little bit of medical issues, but he... Uh, 
saw him on campus one day and he's like, well, what are you doing here? And I, he thought I'd left because they told me I wasn't eligible. And I said, I'm going to give it a shot coach. And, uh, ended up my junior year didn't didn't quite make the starting unit but i had uh, 44 tackles my junior year and i think all but 10 of them were on special teams so i was just i was one of those guys that in practice i mean i was there was no half speed for me i was i was trying to go all out on every play and the guys who were in front of me i was counting them out and trying to trying to go up against them just just to prove and show that i i was i was tougher and stronger and 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 ended up uh, my senior year, uh, uh, three games into my senior year, we had lost a game, uh, and uh, we were playing Oklahoma, and the coach uh, called the timeout, Coach Tomey did, because they were running right up the middle on us, and I was actually playing outside linebacker, and he called timeout, and they put me in at inside linebacker, and I'd never really played it in a game inside linebacker, and, uh, and they told me, here's your shot. And I ran out on the field, and we ended up beating Oklahoma that day with Barry Switzer and Jamel Hallway, all those guys, and we beat them six to three. And uh, from that day on, I just I started the rest of the weight, never came off the field again. Um, we we uh, ended up only going to eight four on the season, beat beat uh, beat uh, North Carolina State in the Copper Bowl, which is now the Insight Bowl or the Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know they changed the name so much now, but. Uh, I made a, actually made the last tackle of the 1980s. <laughs> so, and, uh, we we beat them and uh, got drafted uh, to 250th pick. I, I tore my hamstring up right before the combine, so I didn't get to go to the combines and and ended up getting drafted to the Falcons. And Jerry Glanville loved me. I, I kept getting hurt though. I got hurt in preseason three years in a row and uh, had four surgeries and decided uh with my back being the last one i decided to go a different route but you know everybody's like well you know now you got some medical issues in your head and i'm like i don't care even if i knew that it was caused by by uh football it's the greatest game on earth and i wouldn't change one thing about it not not one thing because it got me an education got me everything i've, I've gotten in life so as as i attribute you know a lot of that to football it's the greatest game greatest game ever played you know what, uh, Donnie, we got to take a break. When we come back break, uh, first I want to um, talk a little bit more about um, a question about the, your education, how you did it. Uh, well, well, I'll bring it up to you, what, what I want. But, and then I want to get on that. Me and you talk about um, your life is like a movie. That will, You know, we, we'll bring that up, but we're going to be right back. And my guest, like I said, you know, uh, my mom and dad and my, my, my girl listen to the show, I mean, right now. And like I was telling my mom and daddy to be on, they was amazed that somebody like, same like with you, went to Juco like I went to and how you succeeded. Now, I already know after the show, my girl called me like, hey, he was awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, and she's up there in Colorado too, so she looks there. But um, I'm, we'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Going Global with Gas is music, comedy, and life. And this Saturday will be comedy as two comedians will be joining me, and I'm really looking forward to it. Comedian Brett Ernst is going to be with us. You might have seen him on Vince Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Tour, and he's also an ex-server, so we're going to get into some Diners Ed with him on Saturday. Also joining me will be comedian Jill Bryan. Very funny lady. Always a blast to have on in studio. And uh, by the way, both of them are Cowboy fans, so I know I'll have to take it easy on the two. So join us this Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific time right here at the voiceamerica.com variety channel oh and one more thing last night i was watching cops and they chased this guy into this dumpster area that was fenced off and we had a dog chasing him and like five other cops so they opened up the gate to the dumpster and there he is lying face first on the ground everyone's looking at him and his only words were what did i do 
tell you. Really, what did you do? You're just kind of normally hanging around the back of a dumpster, lying on the ground, face first. What did I do? Yeah. This is a contest for the biggest idiot, which I nailed. We'll talk to you this Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, right here on Voice America. Going global with gas. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest from an NFL player, Donnie Taylor. Let me see that, Donnie? Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Donnie, you know what? It's amazing, you know, that I'm on the phone talking to you. I'm getting texts, you know, questions to ask you. But I want to get one that when you were saying that um, you were speaking, that it's really important. I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about it. You know, you said the same thing with me. When I was in high school, I didn't care about grades. I was like getting bad grades. Tell me how you overcame that, Donnie, and said, you know, because it's important that the young kids know that, you know, because, I was like you, man. I didn't care about it. I had to go to the JUCO. Explain that and explain how you became, I mean, you were, you got your grades and, you know, a little bit more on that, D. Yes, sir. I, uh, well, I grew up in extreme poverty, you know, like, you know, like a lot of kids that are out there. I, I, I didn't have anything, you know. I didn't have a dad in the house. I had a couple stepdads. My mom was always working jobs. We were bouncing from house to house. Uh, you know, just growing up, I didn't, I didn't know it was even important. You know, I mean, my mom, uh, you know, did the best she could, but, but it was, you know, she kind of left it up to us, which she wasn't real disciplined on making us do much. And, uh, you know, going into my junior year in high school, I just, I didn't care. I was more worried about how to eat. You know, we were out trying to find different ways to make money. You know, we were out trying to do different things. And I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I had literally my freshman, sophomore year, I was, it was almost straight F. Uh, and then I remember I, I wanted to play football, uh, and I couldn't because I was ineligible. So I, we went to this high school, Mitchell High School, and uh, I walked on. We came onto the program, and I was ineligible. So I had, I, I had, to, I made my mind up. I remember my mom crying to me and just saying, "Donnie, you can play football. You can do this." My little brother was an all star. He was all world everything. And uh, you just got to make your mind up to do it. So I remember to this day standing out uh, uh, where we were standing and my mom's crying to me saying, you can do this if you want to. You got to you just got to apply yourself. So I ended up having to take all the lower level classes, I guess you call them the short bus classes, just so I could learn how to read and and do all the the things that I should have been learning through junior high and elementary and junior high. And uh, and I. I just applied myself, and from that point on, I was on the honor roll. You know, I was in the easier classes or the lower-level classes, but I never, you know, I was always getting B's and A's once I started trying. And so I just really, I had to sit out. I did only play one year of high school football my senior year because I was ineligible, but I never missed a practice my junior year. And uh, they, uh, I, my senior year came, and, and I, uh, I, you know, I kept my grades up. You know, still didn't have good enough grades to go to a big school, uh, so I had to go to JUCO as well. And not that any schools wanted me anyway, but so it was a really good route for me because academically it helped me. 
you know, physically just getting on the field, you know, not, not having much experience uh, really helped me uh, to go to, uh, you know, as far as I did. Uh, but I, it, it was just a matter of, you know, praying a lot. Uh, I, I remember I really started seeking God about then and, and wanted to uh, improve my life. And uh, and it's just a matter of taking personal responsibility and doing it. Uh, you know, that was, that's what did it for me. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and, and, I, and in school when they wanted you to read in front of class, you know, I'll take the zero. I'm not reading to nobody, you know. And, uh <laughs> Nobody know about that. We say take the zero, do they? Yeah, I was like, no, I'll take the zero. I'm not reading because it'd take me 25 minutes just to get through one sentence. (laughs) You know what? But after I I got my job, it it, it wasn't hard. I remember the same thing when I was in school. When the teacher read, I'm like, please don't call me. Please don't call on me, you know? (laughs) Oh, just some fear sitting back there waiting. You know, you didn't want him to call your name, but... But but this the stuff you said, Diane, like what motivated you to do that? I mean I mean, to just say, Hey, you know, I wanna change, I wanna do this, what motivated you? I think it was a combination of a lot of things, James, but, you know, my mom crying to me and telling me that I can do it, Uh, not being able to play football, I didn't know that you had to make grades, or at least I wasn't paying attention to it. Uh, I wanted to play football. I wanted to better my life. At that point, I was, you know, I think, you know, 15, 16 years old, and I just said, I, you know, I... You know, I'm either if 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 I wouldn't have found football and and, and you know the Lord, then I would have been in prison or dead. And uh, and I uh, I just I, I I had to I had to change my life. I had to to do things to make uh, to make the grades. And once I started applying myself, like I said, I went from being you know straight F's to to honor roll. Um, and through junior college, I did well, and and in college, I did pretty well. Uh, you know, and looking back on it, I wish I'd have focused on it even more because I just I did what I needed to do to get on the field, and uh, that was one of the primary motivators. Uh, but if I, you know, anytime I talk to kids nowadays, I tell them, man, the grades is the most important thing. You can't ever, they can't ever take it away from you. You know, the, the football ends for everybody at one point, one day, and sports does. But your education is going to be with you the rest of your life, and that's what I, my kids now are more concerned about you know how much they're reading and, and doing their schoolwork than than any sport program uh just because i know what what a difference it made for me and and the people who get along in life and then do the best in life usually the most educated because they 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 can think better you know i mean it's it's not, it's not rocket science you, you think better and you can make better decisions when you're educated and so well Don, let's, let's let's move on to what me and you somebody out there i said i just want you know but remember, I know all my listeners know so Rudy. Your thing is just like Rudy, isn't it? I mean, when you play. <laughs> yeah, we talked a little bit about that. But yeah, it was funny when the, when the movie first came out, boy, everybody hit me up. That, Donnie, they just made a movie about you. They just made a movie about you. I was like, man, that guy can't play. At least I can play. <laughs> but. But yeah, as far as having to overcome the adversity and fighting and nobody wanting you, I mean, it was it was a similar story, you know. It was it was I had to fight, you know. I had to go through coaches at every level telling me I wasn't good enough, and, and you you know you're not gonna you're never gonna play, and you know you should go somewhere smaller, and you know, and uh, and I just fought through it. I mean, to this day, I've, I've given a lot back to the University of Arizona because. Uh, in, by me getting my shot there and, and actually achieving what I thought I could do, it makes me think I can do anything in life. Uh, you know, and, and I, I owe so much to the school, uh, even though they didn't want me either. None of them did. You know, is is it helps you learn to overcome adversity and to to you know to to fight. You know, and then you know Rudy got on the field for a few plays. I ended up you know doing you know quite a bit better than that. But it was a similar situation, um, you know, where they, they kept trying to run you off almost, and uh, well, not even almost, they did. And you just got to fight. It's the same as life. You got to fight through adversity. You got to fight to to better yourself. You got to take personal responsibility to, to to you know, and have a faith that's, that 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 you can do it. You know, I mean, all the teachers. Everyone told me I couldn't do it, and I was like, "Man, I'm, I can do it. I know I can." And by by doing that and overcoming all that, and and actually achieving, 
you know, it, it, it gives you a, a, a fight for life. You know that things aren't that bad. You just got to keep fighting on, keep pressing on. And, and the hardest workers, they're the ones that are going to make it, you know. I mean, I outworked everybody, James. I lived in that weight room. I, I lived on that track trying to get faster. I did I did all the things personally that, that were above and beyond where most guys, you know, all the scholarship guys, all the All-Americans, they would do as, only as much as they had to that the coaches told them to do. You know, with me, I was I was back in that weight room. I'm like, I need to do more. You know, I as a matter of fact, when I when I got to U of A and they, and they and I started getting really strong, the strength coach Meg Ritchie at the time, she was the only Division One uh, female uh, strength coach out there. She was, and she told me, you just keep doing what you're doing. She didn't even make me do the workouts they did because she knew she didn't have to worry about me. So she told me, you just do what you've been doing and and these guys will do my workout. <laughs> yep. so, I, I want to bring some up. I hope you don't get mad at me. I'm not trying to put you out there, you know, but I have to say this because I admire you so much. Um, what you've been through, I hear a lot of people. Now, listen, before you, before you say something, I hear a lot of people always when I talk to people because I grew up in the poor, you know, they well, all black people always get the bad end in property and they don't, you know, they work it up. It works no matter what color you is. It's how you do it. Am I right, Donnie? Man, you're so right, James. Hold on, let me finish because a lot of people like trying to say, oh, black people, you know, you can be black, Mexican, wild, whatever. Everybody got property and then they make, but if you work yourself and make because you're not black, right, Donnie? No. And I thought you, I was like, man, yeah. But your story is that says no matter what color you could be in that situation, but you could make it out, right, Donnie? Man, you can make it out. You just got to fight. You got to believe in yourself. You got to ignore. I had so much adversity. Uh, it was almost like I was I was a minority just from being so poor and, and and you know, just nobody wanted me around, you know. Same thing. I don't care black, white, green, you know. I mean, you can make it if you believe in yourself and you don't you don't listen to the naysayers. You know, you don't listen to the people. If somebody's prejudiced, you move right past them and go on to find somebody that's not, you know, and then find a situation that's not, you know. And I, I grew up in a military brat. And I was, you know, all around and, of course, being an athlete, you know, and I was probably the poorest of anybody I knew. Uh, black, white, didn't matter. I was, my family was poor, you know, and and you have to fight through adversity, whether, no matter what color you are, it, it doesn't matter. You got to get your education. That's what, I, I mean, I, I see these kids that, that you know, they want to blame it on everybody else. You can't blame it on anybody else. You know, I, I heard at an FCA camp, Fellowship Christian Athletes camp, I heard R.C. Slocum. And he said, he's the one that brought me to the realization I can't be mad at my mom forever because it does nothing but hurt me. Same thing with, you can't be mad at the world, it's just going to hurt you. It, it doesn't hurt somebody else, it hurts you if you're mad at the world. It hurts you if you're if you're angry and bitter, you know. I mean, yeah, I didn't have a perfect childhood by any stretch, and I was mad. I was mad I didn't have a dad around, you know. I mean, my mom, it took me, built, you know, I mean, 10 years after I was out of high school and, and left to where I could start to forgive her for not having my dad. You know, I was the oldest male in the house. I felt like it robbed me of my childhood because I was I was always worried about the family. And, uh, you know, I mean, kids nowadays, black, you know, white, whatever, but these inner city kids, you know, get your education. I mean, there's nothing more important than, than getting educated, and that's going to help you go further. You know, it's going to help you better yourself, you know, it's not up to the government, it's not up to somebody else, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, my family didn't have anything to do with years ago, you can't think about, you know, slavery and poor me or whatever that, you know, that, that, that some people end up coming here as a slave, I can't really relate to that, I'm not black, but I can tell you, you can't, you can't always blame it on that, if you do that, it's going to do nothing but hurt yourself, you know. And if you just want to live off the government, you never you're gonna barely get by your whole life. You you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything. And you can you can do it. You can break out of that 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 cycle. I mean, it's been done thousands and millions of times. Where you know I don't care what color you are, where you can go from poverty to true wealth. You know, and happiness. I mean, happiness is so much more important than riches. It's it, 
you know, I, at one point I had a, a pretty big company, uh, you know, over 100 employees doing 40 million a year. I was miserable. I had stores in in, in seven states, but I, at that time I was miserable. And now, you know, I'm not doing as well financially, but I'm married with three kids and I'm happy. And even though I got bad health issues, I, I, the, the, the key is is to be happy in life. You know, and find things that are going to make you happy. And and uh, the education, I just can't. Uh, you know, in a in a, in a you know, um, to me, a faith in God and, and Jesus Christ, and uh, and knowing that. You know, that if you want something bad enough and you're willing to work hard enough for it, you can achieve it. I don't care what it is. You you can do it. And and people that tell you you can't, ignore them and go right past it. You go after your dreams. And the best way to do that is to better yourself and take personal responsibility. And I, I don't care where you're from, how poor you were. I mean, how... You know how, how much you know people are prejudiced or whatever. You you just got to go right past it. You know you got to go. You you you're not. You know I didn't have quote white privilege. You know I, I guess some people would say I do just because I'm white. But I mean I was poorer than anybody, James. I mean I right. I didn't have I didn't have anybody giving me anything handout wise. You know to where it helped me move out of the situation that I was in. You know, but I had great people around me. I mean, I, I'm so thankful to to so many people along the way. But if it wasn't me, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that now? No, go ahead. Keep talking. No, it, it wasn't me by myself. But I, I put myself around people that that helped me. You know, that that wanted to help me and truly were great people that that helped just direct me. It wasn't financially or anything. They just gave me the advice and they gave me the wisdom. And then as a kid, you're either going to take it or you're not. And I was, you know, I was hungry for it. You know, I went from not caring and I didn't care. And I, you know, I didn't, life didn't matter. All I was worried about was, you know, what little scheme I could do to get, get my next dollar to all of a sudden uh, it clicked in me. And I said, I got to get educated. I got to, I got to, I got to apply myself if I don't, then I'm not, I'm not going anywhere in life, and and that's what. And it's never too late. You can you can do that, young, old. You can you can apply yourself and then put yourself in a better position by, by you know, primarily by educating yourself and reading. You know, you you got to read. That's, you know what? That's that's the reason why I brought that up because I want to try and put you out there because I want to explain to my listeners that what happened. I was speaking to you, you know, and I was talking to you, and I'm like, man, I thought you were black, but. <laughs> talking to you, what you went through, I'm like, you know, it could be any color, you know what I'm saying? Black, white, Chinese, American, but and I was speaking to my parents about it, and they were so, I mean, intrigued and amazed about, and like I was telling you, I want you to bring that out, that how you work, and you're like, you know, no matter what color you everybody can go through something, but if you work at it, you know, you can succeed in life. You can be any color. Everybody thinking you got to be black or got to be a minority or, you know, you don't yeah. have to, but you can't look at color and you look at your work ethic. You know, like I, like you say, you know, you at school, you know, you work at embedded. You know, everybody think, you know, you're supposed to be this way. You be the way that you want to be. You got to love yourself and then you can love others. Right, Donnie? That's right. You know, you love yourself, put yourself around people that are that are positive and loving back, you know, and, and, and take yourself out of bad situations. I was... You know, I used to be the guy that parents, the, the kids from the other side of the track, they were like, oh, no, he ain't hanging out with them. To where I pulled myself away from, you know, hey, these guys ain't doing me any good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself around people that are, you know, have similar goals, you know. I mean, if you're, you know, and, and you know, you know, the Lord Jesus helped me to, to see the light, I guess you could say. And I, I just. I applied myself and I think anybody in any situation can, you can better yourself and you can make yourself more attractive to other people. You know, I mean, I love Stephen A. Smith. I listen to him all the time and I'm like, man, you, these <laughs> kids, they got to listen to this guy. You can't, you can't go work at ESPN if you're going to, your pants are hanging down by your knees. You know, you can't, you, you, you don't want it pat yourself all up to where you make yourself you take yourself out of job positions if you do if you're doing all that you know if you can't speak right you're going to hurt yourself you know you can't you know and 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 you can better yourself i don't care how you speak really that doesn't really matter but it's it's just a matter of 
put yourself in good positions and 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 get in your mind to where you believe you can do something. You're not going to be dependent on on other things to to be able to uh, to achieve your goals and and Let's write your dreams talk about down. That, Daddy, because and I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Remember I told you I don't do that, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. You gotta help me now. I need help, Daddy. Uh, right. My goal is, you know. You know, my show, I like to be on TV to do that with Stephen A. or ESPN or CBS. But when you get these people on there, you got Warren Sapp, um, Greg Anthony, you know, and you go out and do something to mess up this, this, what you have, what are you thinking? Because people, I mean, you live to be an NFL player or NBA, and then after that you want to be an announcer. But you mess up these jobs. What do people think? The Green Bay Packer guy uh, with the drugs, $100,000 in cash and dope. What are you thinking, um, Donnie, with these people that we dream for these jobs to be there and do that in life, and they mess that up? Yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. They just, they, they, nobody's ever been perfect other than Jesus himself in my book. But, you know, I, so I don't throw too many stones at anybody, but you you got to, you got to think and, and, and you can't, you know, you can't say things and, and do things that, and nowadays, with political correctness, which I don't believe right. so much in, but but that's what that's what it's come to. You know, you gotta you can't you can't it, it, you know if you're a megastar, Charles Barkley or something, you can get caught. You know, with DUIs yeah. and doing whatever else. But you, you, if you're if you're just trying to break in, you can't you can't do that. And and I don't I don't I don't try to throw too many stones at anybody else because you know I'm. I'm you know, I'm not. No, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. So, right. You know, I, 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 I agree, sir. I'm on the phone, but there's so much social media and people watching you. You got to watch yourself, right? Right, Donnie? Oh yeah. I mean, I look at like I tell. I had an argument with a guy like, when is my time? It's my time. You know, all season I can do that. I won't get drunk. They say you can't do that. You you represent that uh, organization, but that's my time. You know, I feel that's my time. So I agree with you on that, but you, you know that social media, people taking pictures of their phone and got on that. You got to be careful when you're in that position. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you know, you represent the organization or like Stephen A says, you represent the ESPN. You can't, you can't, you got to, you got to toe the line because that's somebody else built that. You didn't build it, you know, and, uh, and they, you know, if you, you know, I hate to say it, but in 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 athletics or really in anything, you know, once they're done with you, once you're not the best anymore, then they're going to try to replace you, you know, and and try to move somebody else into that spot. So you got to keep yourself out of trouble. You got to keep yourself clean and 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 keep working hard, and you move up the ladder, you know. And you know, I see this Brian Williams stuff right now, but you know, I mean, you can't. Sit there and lie like that. You can't. You can't make up all these stories. Eventually, it's going to come back. To, you know, the chicken's going to come home to roost. You know, you, right. you and uh, you know, same thing with some of these athletes. Eventually, you, you you're going to wear thin when you're not the best. You you gotta you gotta you gotta toe the line a little bit and uh, and be politically correct. You know, I mean, uh, as far as that goes, you know, you gotta you know you gotta be useful without being trouble to them and uh you know i mean some guys go out you know have fun and 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 they can have fun and smile and stay out of trouble more power to them you know it's the guys who can't stay out of trouble they can't stay from behind the wheel you know or they can't control themselves because everybody's always trying to knock you off that perch you know some guy's gonna jump in your face start talking mess you know you you punch him your career might be over you know because you know, even though you didn't start it, you, you you or you get pulled over by that cop, and you get that DUI, or you get in an accident, you run into somebody. You know, you made a bad decision, so it's going to affect your career. You know, I mean, Warren Sapp got caught. You know, he got caught. You know, doing the wrong thing, and eventually, probably not the first time. Eventually, that's going to get you. You know, and and. You know, that's why, you know, like I said, I don't like to throw too many stones, but you just try to keep keep yourself from a bad situation, whether it's bad people, whether it's bad, you know, um, 
you know, and, I, and I'm not perfect, James. Never claim to be, never will be. But but you gotta if 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 you want to keep hold and keep moving yourself forward and keep what you got, then don't put yourself in those positions. Don't get behind the wheel drunk. You know, don't right. smoke that. Don't smoke that weed. You know, if 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 that's gonna get you in trouble or or it's gonna ruin what you what you've been working for. You know, I mean that's that's whatever it is. You know, hard drugs would you know. That Warren Sapp with women getting caught, you know. I mean, what are you right. doing, Warren? You know, Warren can get any girl he wants almost, probably. And he's going to go messing around like that, you know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I'm I'm totally like you. I'm like, well, we, we ain't perfect. Nobody perfect. You're going to make a mistake. You'll make another mistake, you know. But you learn from But, you know, when you keep doing it over, I'm like, you're in a position. And I keep telling people to this day that I'm like, man, when is my time, my time? I can't go out. And, and be at a bar, sports bar, and have three, um, three drinks and say, hey, these things they love you. He was all drunk. You know, that was my time, you know. But so to me to see you and say, hey, he was stumbling. I couldn't, you know, you got to know when you can do that, right, Donnie? I mean, you got to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, you know, know when to jump into a cab or not to get, you know, you won't be out there getting blocked out, you know, where you can't, you're not controlling yourself or you're, you know, you're, Falling onto somebody's table, or somebody's going to jump in your face, you know, and challenge you. Right. You know, how are you going to respond to that? If you were, if you weren't, you know, if you didn't, you know, three beers ain't going to get you in trouble. But maybe some guys, you know, they're just out partying, having a good time. They drink ten beers, and some idiot jump in your face. That could ruin exactly. your career. You know, it could it could stop you dead in your tracks. And uh, you just gotta you gotta well, think. I, I, you know, you, I'm like you. I totally agree with. I mean, I'm a Stephen A. fan too, you know, and you know, and, and I think he he said like it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I mean, it's pretty, like it is. I mean, you know, he had trouble for speaking his mind one time, you know. Yeah, but you know, he's, <laughs> yeah, he got in trouble. I mean, he wasn't politically correct, but I bet you, you catch right. him behind closed doors. It probably he had to back, he had to walk a few things back. But I mean, I agreed with yeah. what he was saying the first time. It just wasn't the media didn't agree. You know, I exactly. mean, the media, the media can be vicious. You know, it can yeah. be. Hey, hey, Diamond, we gotta take a break. We'll hold that thought. Yeah. We'll come back. I'm asking you about some free agents, you know, and uh, what you think when they go out like that, but. Uh, we'll be right back. My my, my guest, Donnie Salem. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, this is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. My guest, former NFL player, 
Donnie Salem. He's still here. You still there, Donnie? Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to let my listeners know next week I will have Donnie on with Jerry. So call if you'd like to call in. I'm going to take call in, and uh, you guys can ask some questions too next week. So we'll do a call in thing for next week. Have them both on there. Ooh, going to be a crazy show. You should have listened in that quick. <laughs> You're but, a great uh, guy. Anyway, Donnie, I just like, you know, we ain't got that much time left. But I'm going to throw some uh, questions at you. Like you tell me what you think, you know, like I tell everybody on the show, it's your opinion. You know, everybody don't get upset about it, you know, that, you know, just opinion, right? Sure. Yep. Uh, we got some free agents. I'd like to talk to you where you think they'll come back. I want to start off with Marshall Lynch. you think he'll come back to Seattle after everything that happened? Yeah, I think he's coming back. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money to walk away from, and I think he's uh I met Marshawn when he was doing a show with Gronk, the Conan show out here. It seemed like a great guy. He just doesn't, he doesn't trust the media. I can tell you that, uh, you know, they, he got himself in some trouble and they hammered him a few times, but I think he's coming back. Uh, I, I can't see him not coming back. He, I think he wants another championship and they, they, they all from a lot of money. Uh, you see Peyton Manning playing another year in Denver. Yeah, I see him coming back again. Peyton, they're gonna have to force him to retire. But you know, Peyton, he, 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 he I mean, to me, he can't play in that cold weather. He, he's getting old, man. I couldn't imagine trying to play a forty out there with you know, in fifteen degree weather either. But to me, Peyton, he's probably he might have one more shot. But he better hope they don't have a cold weather game because he can't. It's just a fact. In my book, it looked like he froze up to me, and, you know, they came out with that leg injury. But I think Peyton come back. He'll come back, but I don't. He's, he's, on the, he's, he's on his last leg. He's like Brett Favre, just trying to hang on as long as he can. Uh, DeMarco Murray for the Cowboys, they said they don't know because I think Agent Pease want to come to the Cowboys. What do you think is going on with Dallas? Ooh, wow. Yeah, uh, I've heard that. Uh, but DeMarco Murray, you know, I can't see him moving him even for Adrian, but, uh, you know, Marco's, DeMarco's going to, you know, if he's not there, I hope he's with the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what do you see Adrian Peterson playing next year, Don? Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson got a bad rap this year. I think he's a great guy and, uh, and a hell of a player, one of the best ever. And I think he got a little bit of bad rap. But besides that, I don't see him back in Minnesota just because of everything that happened. But, but whatever team he lands on is going to be fortunate because they not only got one of the best players ever, they got uh, a great guy. Um, Dez Bryant for the Cowboys, you think they'll resign him? I think I don't see Des going anywhere. Uh, it might be tough to get him, keep them both. But I mean, Des, Des is another one. He's special. He's, he's one of the he's one of the best ever. And I, I think uh, you know. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, it's just it's a business now. But uh, I think I think Des will be back. I think one of you know he might he might end up getting a franchise tag too. So he might he won't he really won't like that. But he he's uh I can't see either one of them being gone. I could see DeMarco maybe if they did bring in Adrian. Uh, you know, I think Adrian's a little more talented than DeMarco, but, but you know, I don't, I don't know how that's going to shake out. But, uh, I want to ask you a question about Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, I was Atlanta fan. I mean, I was there. I mean, Michael Vick. I thought Atlanta could do big things. But it seemed like they get to that point and they can't win the big one or win what you want. It disappoints you. What's going on with Atlanta? I mean, is it Matt Ryan? I mean, is it, you know, Atlanta just can't get over that hump where they, you know, it's almost like um, Cincinnati, you know. Yeah, you know, the the Falcons, they got, now they got great ownership. Back when I was there, they had Rankin Smith, and he was kind of old school, just, you know, he wasn't in it to win it the way that the, the, Arthur Blank is. Arthur Blank, you know, he's going to put the money into it. He's going to make the changes. I'm not sold on Matt Ryan. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't, you know, I think you got to really build around. I think he's good enough to, to, to go all the way, but you better get a lot of talent around him. Uh, 
Atlanta's, you know, I, I don't follow them super close just because, you know, they're, they're not my team, but they're, uh, I even know that's the only place I played. They, uh, I think they got all the potential in the world. They just, they, I think Arthur Blank's going to keep making moves until he tried to get it right. Um, I think the coach had to be somewhat involved. To me, it's, it's all about coaching or, you know, half the battle is getting great coaches. I think then you, you surround that with good players. So they, they did make some moves, but, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're not that talented. They're not the elite talent wise where if they don't have great coaching, then they're not going to, they're not going to win championships. Well, Donnie, uh, like I like to say, I like to end the show with um, you giving me some of the, out the young kids out there. What advice would you give them? I mean, it's like sports, life, anything. What advice would you give them? Just work hard. You know, the the harder you work, the, the luckier you get. Uh, you know, nothing beats hard work, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve. And then, you know, one of my coaches in the past told me this, and I share it with kids, is whatever you're doing, do it 100%. You with your family, do it 100%. You're doing your schoolwork, 100%. You're at school, 100%. You're doing sports, you're working out, try to do it 100%. And, uh, and stay positive, believe in yourself, you know, because a lot of times nobody else will. But So you have to believe in yourself and work hard. You know, and of course, uh, education, what we talked about earlier, you know, and uh, to me, having a faith and a in, uh, in, uh, in belief in God without without Jesus Christ, I would, like I said, I think I'd be in prison or, or, or dead. So I think, you know, having the, having that personal faith in, in, in Jesus Christ is, is the biggest thing. That's number one. And then the rest is, is you know, working hard and believing in yourself and, and taking that personal responsibility. Well, Diane, um, next week, now you're on with Jerry and some of the crazy show, crazy show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to it. You're a good man, James, so uh, I enjoyed talking to you, and uh, and hopefully the listeners got something out of that. So, Oh, I'm sure they did, because I got something. I mean, before we got on the show, I was like, man, I had to call my parents, you know, like I said, you know, they always listen and always give advice, and like I said, I, I'm a get a call after this show from a girl so she'll get advice so I really appreciate it you know you've been on here and advice you gave me not only on the show but also the show yes sir so, uh, so I really week. appreciate you man and I uh, love you we'll talk to you soon okay B okay alright That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.